When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. You're listening to the Eyes on Isles podcast with Matt O'Leary and Mitch Anderson. Hello and welcome to the Eyes on Isles podcast, episode number 44. I am Matt O'Leary and I am joined by an oddly American patriotic Mitch Anderson today. If you didn't see on Twitter, he finally paid up the bet. He was in the Stars and Stripes. There was bald eagles everywhere. Mitch, how are you doing? I'm pretty good. Uh, that's T-shirt. My wife just looked at me disgusted going, when are you going to wear that? And I said, I guess July 4th. She's like, but you don't celebrate July 4th. I, was like, I, I don't, but I guess now I have a reason to. So I guess I have to eat apple pie and hot dogs oh, yeah. and like shoot off a million fireworks on July 4th, even though it's illegal here. Uh, it's illegal in New York, too, but that's fine. Uh, just get those. All you need... You- Got to start growing out the hair. I don't know if you could make it in time for July 4th, but you need like a mullet going, some cutoff oh, yeah. jean shorts, and you will be perfectly <laughs> set for July 4th, having the time of your life. I'm almost there. I have cutoff shorts. I have those. Okay. So, so I'm there. I just don't think I can get the flow going. No. So maybe instead just a bandana or something. <laughs> maybe. Maybe I'll do that. Oh, I'm not looking forward to it. I'll be the only one in the office celebrating July 4th. They're going to look at me so weird, especially with that stupid T-shirt. It's For those who haven't seen it, it's an eagle, but not just a regular eagle. It's an anthropomorphic eagle. So they're like, it's, it's a man eagle um, in like this big gold armor with a cape. And he's holding this American flag like he's about to plant it on Mount Everest or plant it over the bodies of his enemies. I think it has it's, the um, Captain America shield, too, in it. That's true. It's epaulets. Is it epaulets if it's on the breast? I, 
Anyways. Maybe? They, yeah. He's got like the Thor type Captain America breast shields. It looks good. I, I don't know why you're <laughs> complaining so much about it. It's something I would like to wear every day in my life, if we're being completely honest. <laughs> you, you can have it, although the small size might not fit you. It would be a, like a muscle shirt. I could wear it to the gym. There you go. It's very tight. It is a very tight shirt. Uh, it's not like an actual T-shirt, which was surprising to me. It's more of like a workout shirt, Okay. which sucks even more because then I'm going to have to wear it biking and people are going to wonder why the heck I'm, I'm an American. <laughs> They're gonna think I'm. They're gonna think I'm American, which is probably the long play you wanted to make here. Is just have people think I'm an American. Kind of. I mean, I guess that's we're converting you. You're basically an honorary American at this point. Oh boy! Yay! When do I get my green card? Is that is that a thing? Uh, I think that's kind of a long process, from my understanding. Oh. But <laughs> I'm I'm good then, I guess. <laughs> All right, Mitch. So you know, I gotta ask, what edition are we going with for forty four? With 44, uh, I don't know. Let's go with Calvin Hahn because I still want to be his friend, and I don't think he wants to be my friend. You and you and Calvin are on good terms, I would say. There hasn't been any uh, bickering lately. I wouldn't say we're on good terms. We're on terms. Neither positive nor negative, but they could go negative quite quickly, I'm sure. Are you giving him the silent treatment right now? Or are you just mad at him? Is that why there hasn't been no, any No, I'm just, you know, I think we both need our space. Just let it go. And then uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, he he might be here in Ottawa this summer. Maybe I'll run into him at the mall, and I'll tell him who I am, and he'll throw a pie in my face or do something. <laughs> I no, he probably he probably wouldn't stop to talk to me. No, there's a zero percent chance he's stopped. <laughs> Especially if you're in that shirt too. He's like, look at this clown. Yeah, for sure. I'm just gonna keep walking. Oh my god. So is that who you had for number forty four? Yeah, I I looked it up. There's not a huge uh, Rob Shrimp. From 2011, Freddie Meyer from 27 to 2010. Uh, there's not a lot of winners on this list, Mitch, with, with all due well, respect Todd to Bertuzzi, people. Todd Bertuzzi, if you want to count as a winner, not really. It's a stretch. Like, I, I, and by winner, I mean like a name player. who Regardless of what he did with the sucker punch, which was a terrible terrible thing and he probably should have been suspended for life uh he still had an okay nhl career outside of that fair you know what that's fair so we could have went with the infamous bertuzzi as well yeah i prefer the calvin Hahn edition me too we like calvin here we're big fans um <laughs> let's get into it mitch because we do have a lot to get to coaching is going to be the first topic that we're going to start with <laughs> And yep. I wonder why we're going to talk about it because yesterday, I know we usually record on Wednesday, so this might get confusing in the order, but today is Tuesday we're recording on. That's right. So yesterday being Monday, we found out that Barry Trotz resigned as head coach of the Washington Capitals. And even though you probably already realize this as the listener, but just in case you don't, there is only one team left with the head coaching vacancy. And Mitch, what team is that? Give it to me. The New York Islanders. I tried to do a foghorn there. Did it come off? Kind of. Yes. Ah, yes. Yes, we're the only team who don't have an NHL, who don't have a coach. So naturally, we should be the only team he can go to. Except he's won a Stanley Cup, so other teams might want him. Right. So... I guess we'll start there and then link to the Islanders. Do you see any 
team firing their head coach and signing Barry Trotz instead? Um, I did a video for my other podcasts, uh, Ride in Pine. Well, I guess not really podcasts. It's more of a YouTube channel. Um, and I put three teams forward. And I said the Tampa Bay Lightning, the Chicago Blackhawks, and the New Jersey Devils. Now, the reason I picked those three is, first off, the Tampa Bay Lightning want to make or want to win a Stanley Cup. And who better than the guy who just won it and beat you handedly this year? Um, the Chicago Blackhawks, because Quenville's been there since 2008. It's not that he's a bad coach. It's probably just the end of his line. They probably need a new voice in. And who better than yet again, the guy who won the Stanley Cup just this year? And the New Jersey Devils, just because it seems like a devilly thing to do, to bring in a guy to kind of push them to the next level. Um, maybe not a devilly thing to do. I shouldn't say it's a devilly thing to do. It just seems, I don't know why. It just, I, I know the Devils fans want to, and maybe that's just it. Maybe they said it so frequently online on through Twitter that it just kind of ingrained itself in my brain. Okay, so their subliminal messages actually started working for you. Yeah, I think so. It's also the fact that, um, what's his name? John Hines has been there since 2015. So like in terms of long tenure coach, he's been there for almost three years Maybe take him to the first round of the playoffs as far as he can go. Although, to be fair, it's not like he had a really good team to play with until just recently. Right. Uh, For me, I think that the Devils and Lightning make the most sense out of the teams you listed. Uh, I'm not necessarily sold on the Blackhawks one. That's fair. I don't... I would put that at, like, maybe a 5% chance of happening. I really oh, don't sure. think that Absolutely. a team is firing their coach at this point, especially since we are in draft week. And it's going to be a hectic week, as we saw yesterday and today with some trades happening. Um, it seems like, in my opinion, it's going to be a matter of, could be minutes before this is announced. I, I think it's eventually going to happen this week. Yeah, I, I keep getting messages saying that he's definitely signed. How true those are, I don't know, but I don't know. Maybe maybe they're waiting 24 hours. Apparently, he's gone to Seattle to see. I saw something on Twitter. Maybe that's not true, but he's gone to Seattle to speak with someone there. I don't know why. They're not going to have a team for... Well, they haven't even filed for a franchise. Why would you go there? Right. I don't understand. That's the thing that I don't get is why is someone, especially like you pointed out already in this segment, who has just won the Stanley Cup, then going to sit out a year. That doesn't make any sense at all. Why would you want to step away from the game when you're potentially at your highest where you can have a team like the Islanders who have a vacancy and will likely pay you that $5 million that you're going to be asking for because they're they're desperate for a really good coach and it will help them in their pitch to get Tavares to stay. It, It doesn't make sense to wait for this Seattle opportunity that might not even be a guarantee where this Islanders job is a guarantee. Right. So I, yeah, I I feel the same way. It seems silly, especially because you left the Washington Capitals for money. Um, What is, what is Seattle going to do? Just keep you on a retainer for five for, for two years, giving you $5 million a year. That doesn't seem like the soundest business practice in the world. Um, it it just seems to be that you want to be coming to the Islanders because the only team, like you said, that's going to give you the money, that's going to give you the terms. And that those are the two reasons that you left Washington. You wanted a job, and you wanted a job that paid well. So why why wouldn't you take it? Un- unless, like, I don't know, maybe maybe he just wants to take a 
time off. Maybe you know, from what I understand, being a head coach in the NHL is a stressful gig. And so maybe he just wants to take a year to just kind of let me cool down. I just went through what is it? He's been an NHL coach for 19 years now. Maybe I just want to sit back, relax, drink some tea, kick my feet back for at least a year, recharge, and then get back at it. Maybe. Wouldn't you feel like he would say that, though, at this point? Well, not if he thinks it's going to skew. Maybe like if he's at the point where the Islanders are the only offer on the table that he's got to consider. And let's say it's it's between them and Seattle. And the Islanders are giving him four, and Seattle's going to give him something like five in two years. And he goes, I don't know, maybe... It depends on where his value is. Is my value on the time off in, in the stress relief or is on is my value to maximize the amount of money that I can make now while I still got it? Because who knows in a year from now how much he can bring in? Can he bring in another five? Is Seattle going to sign him for a, to that contract in two years? Let's say um, Bruce Boudreaux becomes available or uh, Claude Vigneault becomes available. Or sorry, not Claude Vigneault. I mixed up two names. Claude Julien becomes available. Whoa, that changes the situation altogether. Exactly. That's what I was trying to get at all along, that it's not a guarantee oh, where, okay. the, where this is. <laughs> yes. So I, um, we, we're in agreement here. And um, I, I think it really just makes too much sense at this point. You saw that yesterday or early this morning he was in the Newark airport. So, I mean, obviously yeah. we're assuming – who lives in New? Who has a place in New Jersey? Likely Lou Lamarillo. So they were most likely meeting. There was no definite of that, but we can draw the assumption that it, something went down yesterday. He was in. I think it's a very fair assumption to to make. Right, he was wearing a suit. He wasn't going, you know, on vacation somewhere in New Jersey. Not that I could see why you'd want a vacation in New Jersey unless you're at the Jersey Shore. But story for another day. Um, yeah. Which is a stark contrast to the picture that I saw of him in Seattle where he was wearing sandal like flip-flops and shorts. Also a good point, Mitch. I did not pick up on that. So like, if we're, we're going to say that he's coming in for a, uh, an interview because he's wearing a business suit and he's going to Seattle in full relax gear, maybe, uh, I don't know. But then again, it is Seattle. Like, I'm, I'm sure they all wear uh, Birkenstocks over there. Like that's that standard dress. It's like a, a lay in Hawaii. The second you get off the plane in Seattle, they hand you a pair of Birkenstocks. Do they not? I'm sure that's a thing. That has to be a thing. What are Birkenstocks? What? They're like I, I don't I don't have any, but my wife swears by them. Um, they're like a cork. Um, how should I say it? Oh, sandal, sandal type okay. thing. You could have just said sandals, Birkenstock. But it, it's it's a it's a specific brand, and they're expensive because they're very good. Apparently, I don't I don't own them. Okay. They're sand- Sorry, I'm so, not up on my sandal game. Get up on your sandal game. Uh, f- let's talk about Barry Trotz's pedigree because it, it's a pretty good one. And what the Islanders could potentially getting is someone who has a five five sixty four points percentage in his entire career, a nineteen year. Yeah, can career. I pause you right there on the on the win? Per- this just is something that irks me. It's I keep reading it's win percentage when it's just like you said. In fact, it's a points percentage because it's based off the amount of points that he generates. That's not a win percentage. A win percentage to me is how many times he's won in that period. Right. Why are we counting just ties and overtime losses? It's an overtime loss. That's not even a win. Why do you count that in wins? It's, it's just it's just something that irks me. I prefer 
like you said, points, points percentage. percentage. Good. Thank I'm, you. I had to get that off my chest. I'm glad. It really felt good. It must have. I You must have been holding that in for a long time. That was an outburst I wasn't expecting out of you, Mitch. <laughs> Thank you. So on top of that, he has also made the playoffs 11 of the last 14 seasons. It's pretty darn good. The Islanders have made it how many times? Three in the last, in like the same portion of time? I'm four. pretty sure. Four times. Did they make it four times in regards to snow? They did. Yes. So, uh, it was right. 06, 07, 12, 13, 14, 15, and 15, 16. You're right. So... Um, obviously an upgrade. This is the this is the point. Lou Lamarillo said that he would hire the best coach available. Barry Trotz is the best coach available. Are, are you wrong? Uh, based on resume, no. Like based on res- sorry, we're not wrong. Based on resume, we are wrong. He is clearly the best available coach. Um, I'm sure. It, it, let's say he does hire Sheldon Keep instead of. Barry Trotz. He can say that he was the best available coach because he fits the need of the Islanders better than anyone else who was available without like actually throwing Barry Trotz under the bus. And maybe they couldn't get him. So that's that's probably his PR move. But but based off a of resume alone, he's got to be the best available out there that, that I know of. I, I, I haven't heard any other name linked that makes any sense. No. So do you think that it's going to be Barry Trotz in the end of it? I, I has it has to be. I'm I'm ninety five percent sure it's Barry Trotz. I'm ninety five percent sure that something's already on paper right now. They just haven't actually like signed it, or they're waiting for the perfect time to release it, or maybe there's just something else that they got to figure out. Uh, I'm sure it's already done, or there's some sort of gentleman's agreement saying, "Go find out what you can." But this is your default offer. This is your backup offer. I think I'm I'm ready to put it at. Ninety-seven percent chance. Ooh, uh, two point five percent is Sheldon Keefe, and point five percent is the field. So, Mitch, it seems that we're in agreement with Barry Trotz. It seems that he is going to be the guy here. It's not a matter of if it's going to happen, but when it's actually going to happen. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. It it, it has to. I would be dumbfounded if it's anything but that. If we get anyone but Barry Trotz, I'll be stupefied, dumbfounded, kerfuffled, whatever word, perplexed, whatever word you want to use for just kind of sitting there and screaming, what? What? And trying to figure out your life and your place in the world. That's where I'll be if we don't get Barry Trotz. Agreed. I'm on the same page with you, Mitch. Okay, good. There's another coach that I wanted to talk about, but it's someone that the Islanders already have but potentially not for much longer. Hopefully. Brent Thompson. He was honestly he was the coach or is the coach of the AHL Bridgeport Sound Tigers. Mitch, how much longer do you think he's lasting around? It's gotta be what, a matter of days, right? I would hope so. Like what are the like they're they're Lou is making all kinds of changes to the organization to change this culture. And Brent Thompson is very much a part of that culture. And it, it sucks to say, no, no, you know what? No, he needs to go. He needs to be in terms of, of his, what's the word I want to use in terms of his performance. He's subpar. Look, the sound tigers haven't made the playoffs in how many years, how many players has he churned out that have, that you can say he's developed. How many Casey Zizekas maybe. Was he the coach when Casey Zizekas was there? 
Or is it Capuano? Oh, you're right. It might have been Capuano. So can you even, like, thank him for that? Maybe Ryan Pulak? That's about it. And, like, even then, is that even fair to say? Maybe because he's been there for two years. Adam Pellick, Maybe. Like, it seems that he's okay with, with, when it comes to defense. But when it comes to forwards, he has no idea what he's doing. No, and I think that's pretty clear with Josh Hosang because when he was sent down there, there clearly well, look, was something wrong. Josh Hosang, Michael Dal Cole, not a single other forward that plays even above a top nine role in the Islanders organization right now. That's scary, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's scary. Look, look, Bo never went there. Sorry, he played two games for the AHL. That doesn't count. No. Barzell never played there. Tavares never played there. Lee? Does Lee count? Did he play under Lee? Or did Lee play under him? Um, Give me a second. I'll find that out for you. I'm going to look that up. He might have. So when did and uh, sorry, when did Thompson take over? I guess when Capuano came, which was in the middle of 11-12? Yeah, so it was about seven years ago. I guess, I guess he counts. He played 59 games with the okay. Sound Tigers. So maybe I scale back my rhetoric a bit because Anders Lee is there. But then again, Anders Lee probably should have been a first-round pick if people thought he was actually going to play hockey. Maybe maybe a second-round pick. But because everyone thought he was going to play football, he dropped at the sixth round. And that worked out pretty well for the Islanders. Oh, it worked out pretty good. Um, but the idea here is that if you're looking for a culture change, there is another easy place to go and say, we're looking for a culture change there too. Boom. There we go. Get rid of Brent Thompson. We're bringing some new blood, someone to develop our players because that's what we're going to have to do. Look, if they use their four picks in the first two rounds this year, they better have a guy in place who can develop some players. Yeah, they absolutely should. And maybe it's someone that Lou knows from Toronto where he just was. I don't think Sheldon Keefe is going to jump off and come to coach the Sound Tigers here. So I think that's definitely out of the question. But maybe it's someone that he has uh, a rapport with already at this point that he's, you know, worked with before. But he's got to get his own guy in here because realistically, Thompson's a Garth Snow guy. And yep, absolutely. If you want to move on from that era, which I think this team really should. You got a clean house, and that includes the Sound Tigers. It it has to. It's it's, it's a top down approach. I understand why. If he hasn't done it yet, why he hasn't done it? It's probably not the first priority on his books. And I'm not saying he better stop doing what he's doing and focus on this, because signing Tavares and building the organization for the top down in terms of quality, like bringing in a quality coach. Do that first. This is just something I thought was interesting that hadn't been done yet, but that could play out eventually. Like, this could be done. Yeah, was, right, they're getting rid of assistant coaches. Why not the AHL coach? Right. I was surprised that it wasn't also mentioned when Garth Snow and Doug Waite lost their job, that he wasn't also in the mix with that, too. Right. I, I understand a prioritization of the cleanup, and I understand there's probably a step to his plan, and this is probably, in terms of cleaning up, maybe third or fourth on the list. Um, so I understand why he hasn't done it yet. He goes, you know, Garth, Doug probably Brent after that or maybe assistance and then Brent after that so he just hasn't got there yet it just that that definitely seems like like you said something he wants to do if you're if you are should do because if you're going to drain the system or drain the bark as they keep saying this is somewhere you want to go yeah I definitely think it's going to happen maybe he just waits until 
after the draft and after July 1st when all the craziness is going to happen. And and after John Tavares signs his eight-year $11.5 million deal mm. with the Islanders, although I said eight, so that should have been the clue. Mitch, I I don't know if I should. Yeah, it's, it's happening. It's happening. I don't know if I should Get say on this. But okay. I was sitting on a hot take today. I almost tweeted it out. Never never sit on a hot take. That's okay. why you have your burner accounts, buddy. True. Fair point. I was sitting at the office today, not doing work as usual. No. Um, <laughs> uh, daydreaming about the Islanders. And I had a funny feeling, Mitch. I had a funny feeling. And this feeling was, I think Tavares surprises people and signs an extension this week. So he doesn't go to his free agency. Yeah. Like to the to the five-day listening tour. Although tour, he's just going to go to L.A. and park himself in Pat Persone's office and people will come to him. I okay. don't know. I know it doesn't make... I can't give you a logical explanation for why he wouldn't go to that uh, period. But... Yeah, that, like, it doesn't make sense to me. But I understand why. I, I, I have the same feelings. I'm just not giving in yet. I just I don't know why it just came to me today. I just had like this weird feeling that something big was going to happen this week besides the Barry Trotz uh news and obviously rumors at this point. I don't know why, like I said, it would make sense for him if he came this far to why not just listen to what the other teams are going to say. I don't know. I just feel like it was it's going to be it's not going to be expected. I feel like it's going to be like a random like we get a notification from Arthur Staple like Islanders reach eight-year agreement with John Tavares. Right. I want that so bad. I do. But I, I just feel that, that Tavares is going to go on that, on that listening tour to see what he can get and, and what, or what his value is in the market. Because the thing is, you always... The assumption in economics is that everyone can have perfect information, that everyone makes rational decisions because they know they can make informed decisions with perfect information. But the reality of the situation is that we don't have perfect information. There's so much information out there that we can never actually make a truly informed decision. So what Tavares is going to do, I feel, is get to those five days, listen to what everyone's got to say, and get that perfect information. How much am I actually worth on the open market, and thus how much should I be worth to the Islanders? And if that matches what the Islanders were already going to give them, perfect. If it's too much, the Islanders can match it. If it's too little, I'll just take what the Islanders were giving me anyways because I'm worth the premium to them. Yeah, I definitely think that makes sense. And we'll get into John Tavares a little bit more later on in the show. Yeah, I don't want to. Yeah, I shouldn't give that out yet. But I, I agree with that part, and that, I don't know. It was just something that I was thinking about today. I don't know why it came to me, but I just had this weird feeling about it. I I hope you're right. Oh my god, I hope you're right. Maybe. But speaking about the market, why don't we talk about someone who is off the market, a possible defenseman yeah. that a lot of fans and bloggers and stuff were hoping the Islanders could potentially land. It was going to cost a lot, I think, but Oliver ekman Larson is officially off the board as he signs an eight-year extension with Arizona. Well, he didn't sign it yet. He's going to. He, yeah, he's not allowed to sign any deals, but there's a verbal agreement in place. Right, and for $8.25 million, I think? Was it 8.2? I thought it was a straight 8 by 8 Could have been. Let, let, let's say minimum 8 by 8 maximum 825 
It's somewhere in that range, so he is getting a significant pay raise. Yep. How do you feel about that? Well, I wouldn't want him for $8 million. I wanted him at the 5 or whatever he was making before. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I would... If I'd be willing to jump into bed with OEL for $8.5 million a year or $8.25 million a year, that seems like an awful lot of money for a guy. Sure, he'll get you 50, maybe 60 points, but for eight, eight million, that's. Oh, and maybe that's just the economics of the situation now that a defenseman who can get you 50 to 60 points is worth that much money. But my God. So then, my God. Is Nick Letty potentially a bargain at five and a half? Well, yeah, if he had to sign a new deal today, probably. Right? He'd probably get somewhere between six and seven Cut. today. But you have to look at when they sign things on the day. Unless you had like a 12-year deal and you're in year 12 and he's still making 80, 80 uh, like that, that, time, that type of production, sure, fine. But like you have to look at when he signed the deal. And is that, is that a steal when he signed it? Eh, it's a sweetheart deal now because the cap is going up so much, but back then it's it was it was fair valuation. Right, definitely. But the thing I think the point here is we were a little surprised by it because especially the last two years, OEL's numbers came down a little bit. Uh in sixteen seventeen he had thirty nine points, and this past year he had forty two. His career high is fifty five. So that yeah. eight million dollars a year definitely jumps off the page and seems like a lot. But I understand why the Islanders and Islanders fans were interested in him in a trade scenario um, because you wouldn't have to pay him that much at the time. Yeah, you'd get him for that, what was it, 5.5 on the cap? I think it was 5.5 if I remember correctly. So, like, that that's perfect. That That's perfect for the Islanders. 8.5 is a lot of money. That's a lot. Um and especially for what he'd give you, he would probably be the second best defenseman on the team. Uh, he'd be making the most by far. Uh, I don't know. That seems like a lot. I wouldn't want to do it um, for what would essentially be a second pairing defenseman. No, I definitely think that right now, I think you're still okay to roll with Letty and Boychuk as a pair. Pulak is definitely going to be a lock on that second pair. Who he's with yeah. is still, I think, a question mark. So I'm gonna I'm gonna pitch it to you this way for what we can talk about in this segment. Now that okay. OEL is off the board, do you have a defenseman in mind that you want the Islanders to go after via the trade this week? And it has. Do, do I have to go out and get a trade? Is that the the requirement of the question, or can I like kind of push? Okay, so would you rather a um, UFA? No. Well, yes and no, essentially. I, I know that's not really a yes or no answer. But ideally, why not just keep Calvin DeHaan? Um, I don't know. I think you'd probably as want to upgrade. No, as your number four guy. I'm not saying he's the best option. I just like him and what he can give, and he's a pretty good option. And you can pay him a lot less. Probably, but are you willing to give him bigger money after an injury season? Well, see, that's the thing, is how much do you actually have to give him? Right. Yes, he's a UFA, but in the open market, is he... So, God, I'm going to forget who did it. 
this this bugs me. I'll, I'll have to look it up and I'll tweet it from from the Eyes on Isles account so I can give the proper credit where credit is due. Uh, someone did evaluation and, and it predicted what players would be worth or what players could get in the open market. So players that are unrestricted free agents. And Calvin Hahn, according to his model, and his model is pretty close. He's within like a couple, like maybe a, a few percentage points off of what actually happens in reality. Um, and that that's just because NHL teams like to play with round figures as well, as whereas his is more to the dollar. Um, he had Calvin Hahn at 1.67. He's making 3.3 this year. There's no way he takes a half pay cut next season. That's not happening. But what the model shows there is that he isn't worth an increase. He's going to get one anyways, but it's going to be a lot less than what he thought it was going to be. So with that being said, I think the Isles could get him at 3.6. And just give him a year. Just give him one year because that's all he's going to want to sign anyways so he can prove himself again. But you get a rejuvenated, healthy, hopefully, Calvin Hahn who can put up maybe 25 to 30 points. Um, I don't, I feel like he's going to try and command somewhere in the $5 million range. Yeah. But that's the thing is that after an injury like that, you can't constantly give him that. If that's what he wants, sure. Let him walk, see what happens to you in free agency. If you get it good for you, but someone's paying too much, someone's taking one heck of a risk. Okay. Um, sorry. Can I ask you, can I ask you this now? Yes. Would you rather one year of Calvin DeHaan at $3.6 million or having to give up your first and potentially other players for two years of Justin Falk at $4.8 million? Because that's the guy that who I want, and which is the obvious one because I, I talk about him a lot. But yes. it may... It, I think it makes sense for the Islanders. I think it makes sense for the Hurricanes. So let's see what Mitch yeah, says. Yeah, I'd probably do it. I'd probably so sorry. Say what what the terms of the trade are again? A first and a second? No, it's a first and what? Well, are you asking how what I would do or? Well, what did you pitch me? A first, a player, and a prospect. A first, a player, and a prospect. Okay, so Oof. first for two years of Justin Folk. First, I guess. First, Brock Nelson, and I don't know. Take your pick at a prospect. David Quenville. I don't know. They're going to want defensive prospects again. Like it, it depends. Yeah. Are, are we giving a blue chip prospect? Or are we giving just a, a random, not really worth anything prospect? I don't think it has to be a blue chip. I think it has to just be like maybe a middle of the road kind of prospect. Parker Witherspoon. Sure. Give him Parker Witherspoon. So Brock. A first and Parker Wertherspoon for Justin Falk. I don't know. I don't know if I'd do it. That seems like a lot. That seems like a lot. And maybe it's because I'm giving too much credit to Brock Nelson. Um, because I'm thinking roster player, they get a first round draft pick that they could probably use or that they will definitely use. Uh, and they get a prospect. So they get three players for one. Uh, and we get a 50-point defenseman, though. Ugh, yeah, I think I'd do it. I'm talking myself into it. I think I would, too. And I know you're going to say, well, that's the obvious, because you mention him in every single trade thing you concoct <laughs> in your brain. Yeah, but that's your default. It's my default. It's like reset Justin Falk. Okay. But yeah, <laughs> I did something today that 
stirred some feathers for some people, but I thought more people were going to enjoy it. But that's probably, uh, again, story for another day. But the point being, I think that if you can clear cap space, meaning Andrew Ladd, and I wrote a scenario for how it could happen and check it out on the website. I'm not going to go into it completely in depth right now because I think it will take up way too much time. But on eyesonisles.com, you could look at it. I think you could add potentially two defensemen, one via trade, one via free agency, if you're able to clear up that cap space. Okay. And I think that might be your better bet. Yeah. Well, okay. What it, okay. So that. Oof. I really have a hard time with that. Not because I disagree with getting rid of Andrew Ladd. It's I just don't see a path where that can happen. I know I know it's it's happened before, um, but I don't think the Islanders are getting rid of Andrew Ladd until Seattle comes into the fold. Okay, so, I really don't. So when's that going to be? Next year? Two years from now? Two year? Two years from now? That's a. It's too long. It I know it's it's already been two years too long, but. I think that's the option. The Islanders can go, look, Andrew, we're not going to send you. You're, you're going. We're not going to keep you, or we don't want to keep you. We don't want to play you. We don't want you to have a spot on the roster. But we can send you to um, to Seattle, and you could be the local hero, the Marc Andre Fleury of Seattle, if you want. You're going there with rings. You're going there with a pedigree. You're going to keep them over the cap floor. You're from the area, ish, like that part of the world, at, at least. You think it's from like Vancouver, ish, so. It makes sense to give you like a kind of a localish boy. You've got everything there. We don't want to keep you, so please go. Where's Maple Ridge? That's where he's from. Maple Ridge, British Columbia? Yeah. I don't know. But I know that that's part of the area. He's at least on the western seaboard. Okay, so then that counts oh, as a oh. local guy, I guess. Well, it, geographically speaking, it's in the wider spectrum of where that is i'm doing if it's for those of you who can't see i'm waving my hands like a mad person just like trying to draw like circles around british columbia and washington state just like there's an overlap there there's a venn diagram of andrew ladd somewhere i want to look it up now just to see how close it actually is just because okay. i'm not 100 percent sold that you are correct on this statement and I just You're just gonna call me out like that, eh? Yes. So if you if you had to Is it really far north? Ba- based on your laughing, I'm assuming it's really far north. Well, it's not it's not in a measuring system I'm used to, so I'm not exactly sure how far this is, but it's two hundred and thirteen kilometers. That's not that far. He's right outside he's like in a suburb of Vancouver. It's it's two and a half hour drive. That's not far at all. That, That's not far whatsoever. That'd be like trying to claim that someone from Albany is a New York guy, so he's going to go back to the Islanders. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know how you guys work over there. I'm just saying no. around here, there's a lot of space between stuff here, okay? So a two-hour drive isn't – like for me to Montreal, That that's a drive to Montreal. That's really close. I go to Montreal all the time because it's so close. So would you cons- – if you went to Montreal, would you consider that a homecoming for you if you were a hockey player? Um, I guess. I don't know. Could be. You're stretching it, Mitch. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, it, it it wouldn't necessarily work because I, I have I have 
a team already. And I guess for, for Ladd, maybe that doesn't work either because, like you're saying, he's closer to Vancouver than he is to Seattle. So you're ruining my narrative. I know. I had to put you on blast for that. You were t- Unbelievable. You were talking out of your back end, so I had to tell you. No, it's still close. It's not a back end issue. It's still close. You're just trying to rile me up. It's working. Your facts and your maps and your kilometers. So you, you, you utter the word kilometer for the first time in your life and you think you're an expert all of a sudden. Yeah, I know. I had to get in on my metric system. It was a little scary yeah. for me. Centimeters and meters and I don't like ugh. it. No. Um any other defensemen that you can think of that you have any interest in with OEL off the market? Uh, Eric Carlson? Like Ooh. <laughs> come on, he he does not want to be there anymore. I could guarantee that. No. Um, it's just how much is it going to take to get him? Uh, and will he come to the Islanders? And if he does, he's probably only staying the year. Yeah, so I don't know if necessarily it's going to be worth it, but it's it's going to cost But you a get ton. a year of Eric Carlson. I have to give up a lot. Yeah, but you get Eric Carlson for a year. If you don't win the Imagine Stanley Cup that. in next year, then you're good. He's gone anyways. He's gone anyways. You try to take that as far as possible. As far as possible. He's $6.5 million on the cap. That's nothing. Uh, I, 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 I know. I, I know. But <sighs> Would you do it? Well, what are you giving up? Okay. You have to give up a first. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe even two. A roster player and a prospect. So they don't have any centers. So again, Brock Nelson, just maybe he's just fodder for us because we don't want him around anymore. Um, Brock Nelson, both firsts, and um, let's give him, I don't know, David Quenville. A pretty good defensive prospect because they might need it. Yeah, I'm probably doing it for that. Yeah, so would I. And maybe that's not enough. I don't know what his valuation is, but like Ottawa clearly doesn't know how to trade people. We saw that today with Mike Hoffman. No, that was weird. That was really strange. That he went to San Jose, and San Jose got more out of Mike Hoffman than Ottawa did when they traded him there. Yeah, bad look for Ottawa. They're just—I'm—I'm I'm sorry, Mitch, but Ottawa is not doing too hot at the moment. I don't care. I hate Ottawa. <laughs> You're like, kind of from the Ottawa, team. So that's why. I hate the team. I hate them. I hate them. They're just uh, even their commercials on TV, and the guy who calls the games is the sound of his voice. I just can't do it. I can't do it. Okay. You're bringing back bad memories. I'm so I. Are you having like PTSD <sighs> today? Like you just keep yeah. having like these outbursts. <laughs> it wasn't a great day at work today. Let's just say that. Oh boy, problems at the day job. Yeah, the, the fact that I have a day job is really <laughs> the problem. I I get it, dude. I understand. Uh, yeah. Want to move on and talk about the draft, which is coming up this Please. week? Please, let's do on Friday. So obviously it's hashtag draft season. So. <laughs> This week is all focused on the draft and the craziness Sorry, that leads up to it. Stop you there. Okay. When you say season, are you spelling it S Z N or fully like the actual way you're supposed to spell a word? <laughs> what, was, what was the second letter? S Z N. Z. Yeah. What? Oh, sorry. Z. S Z N. Sorry, I'll go eat my apple. Just because I, I got an eagle T-shirt now doesn't mean I have to speak American. I I love that you're foreign. I really do. <laughs> foreign. I, I'm on the same continent. There's this imaginary line that splits us, and I'm foreign. Oh. 
It, it brings me really good. I'm not making fun of you. It, it brings a smile to my face. It really does. <laughs> but yeah, it's the hashtag SCSZN. Yeah, you did it too. See, it's just more natural. SZN. And Mitch, do you, do you want to tell him what happened this week with season? SZN? What happened this week? The fact that I didn't know what it meant? <laughs> Mitch didn't know. That no, I, I was pretty sure I knew what it meant, but I had to check with you because I was going. I don't. I don't. I'm not confident. I know what this means. I'm pretty sure, but I'm not confident. So how did that go? Were you like, let me contact the one millennial I talk to on a regular basis. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I wasn't gonna contact my wife. Just, your She's wife looking at me like an idiot, going, "I don't know. Why are you asking me? Uh, let me ask my third graders. They'll probably tell you." No, I didn't want to look stupid in front of third graders. I'd rather look stupid in front of you because you probably wouldn't bring it and broadcast it to the world. No, I'm going to bring it to our platform here on the podcast that Mitch doesn't yeah. know what season is. He's old. We laugh. We move on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Till the next time. Uh, it, it's just a recurring theme, Mitch. You got to just roll with it at this point, I think. Yeah, I know. Uh, so for the draft, the Islanders have two picks in the first round. What do we think is happening? Do you think they're taking both players? Do you think they're trading both picks? Do you think they keep one? What, what's the move? I think they trade one pick, and I think they trade pick number 11 for a defenseman. Okay. I'm on board with you. I agree. I think they trade one and draft one player as well. Yeah, I think so too. So who do they take at 12 then? Um, I Okay. I'm a little biased because I really like, like – not like – I would say love Ty Smith as a prospect, but they okay. have so many defensive prospects in the mix that I feel like you might be better off going with like Joe Valino or something like that. Yeah, because he's a center, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yes, he is. Yeah, so you know, build up your, yourself to the, to the middle. I keep hearing that the Islanders are, are, are weak defensively, and I'm going, okay, well, Van Sample, Wortherspoon, Quenville. Um, Taves, although I guess Taves is now in the NHL. Aho. Um, don't they? Aho. That's four guys. That's four AHL prospects at different levels of their careers that are next in the pipelines. And they have others. Remember that one year? Was it 2013? 2012, where they drafted seven, seven defensemen. And they just took Robin Sallow in the second round last year. Like, they, they've got guys, centers. Let's get some centers in. In 33 games in the queue last year, Joe Valino had 48 points. Yeah, so that that seems low in terms of games played. He probably picked up an injury at some point. But still, he was well over a point per game when he was playing. Let's bring him in. And and the queue is a scoring league. It's a lot more scoring than the, um, than the W or the OHL. But... He still put up the points. You still got to be able to do that. Not everyone does it. Uh, I, I think I think you go for him. He's got the bigger upside. And he's going to get like 6'1", 185 or something like that. Uh, he's not a small guy he, by any stretch. He's 6'1", he's uh, 194, so he's about 10 pounds heavier than what you're saying. There. See, it was off by 10 pounds. That's not a big deal. Um, so I, I, I like him as, as a prospect. I think that's what they do. They trade one for defenseman. Maybe let's, let's say Justin Falk. They bring in Justin Falk, and they draft Joe Valino. I'd be really happy with that if, if that's our Friday for the draft. That's an amazing draft. And then on Saturday, you flip the two picks, both second rounders for Philip Grubauer, and you're ready to rock and roll, no? 
Boom, imagine that. You get a first-round prospect in the top half of the draft. You get a top-four defenseman, maybe even top two, and you get a starting goalie. You have, now have a coach, I'm sure, at that point. John Tavares has to look at the situation and go, yeah, I think I'm going to stick around because I scored 84 points last year. I could probably get more with this group. Definitely. I agree 100%. I think, and especially if you add Barry Trotz to the mix too, like, think about that. You have, you added Lou Lamarillo. You added... So one of the best GMs in the league, Barry Trotz, one of the best coaches in the league. You added a top four defenseman, you obtained the goalie, and you got a pretty solid, probably one of the top five to ten forward prospects in this draft. That's amazing. You're looking pretty good. Yeah. But I know, Mitch, I know this is a draft segment, but can I, can I give one take? It's based off this draft. The Valino pick, though. Can I give a take? Okay. Yeah. My, my plan would be, you know, I'm a big plan guy. You're a big plan guy, yep. I would sign Tyler Bozak to a shorter-term, two- or three-year deal, and then I would want Valino to be my third-line center after he's done. Okay. Yeah. That would that, be my plan for him. On On a level of, like, how do I want it, like, chili pepper to cayenne pepper hot? This is like below chili pepper. That's not very hot at all. That makes perfect sense. No, I didn't necessarily think it was a hot take. I just wanted to give oh, my opinion okay. on it. I think that's a perfect take. That's a perfect plan. That's a plan of secession that makes sense. Now, we haven't had for years. It was just kind of like, let me fumble my way through things and hope it works out. Like two years ago, when they let the Franz Nielsen go. Maybe not let because he, he, he obviously wanted to go. When he, they completely misread the Franz Nielsen situation. And they didn't have a second line center. They gambled on Matthew Barzell. That didn't work. Although, to be fair, they didn't really give him a shot. And they tried Ryan Strom. Again, they didn't really give him a shot. But it didn't work. No. So, like, and then they went for the rest of the year. Well, I guess Brock Nelson's a second line center. Well, that didn't work because he's not a center. He's not. I don't understand why people keep playing him at center. He's a good winger. Keep him on the wing. Yeah, I agree. I feel look, I'm not the biggest Brock fan, but if he was a left wing, I think he his game would be so much better yeah. and you could at least deal with the streakiness of him at wing rather than center. That's right. Completely agree. Um, but I definitely think I was on the defensive train for a long time saying like take a Ty Smith, take a Noah Dobson, someone like that at eleven or twelve. But I've jumped on board with trading for a defenseman with one of your first round picks and then taking a center with the other. Yeah. Perfect. So if we happen to keep them both, I like that plan too. I'm definitely on board with that. Um, anything else on the draft before we move on into the long stuff? I'm just looking forward to it. I can't wait. I'm looking forward to it. I am not going to be around on Friday. Unbelievable. But Unbelievable. I will have my notification set for you and I hope you will text me with any updates and I will be at the concert singing my heart out to Casey Musgraves and dancing when we land Justin Falk. Perfect. That's my plan. I can't wait to see what happens, but I'll be here. I don't have a life, so I'll be sitting in front of the TV and computer. Sound, you're living the dream. That's honestly what I would like to do every day in my life, if we're being completely honest. Yeah, that's not exactly what I do, but yeah, okay. <laughs> One of these days, that's exactly what I'll do. <laughs> As for the long topic, let's get into John Tavares because over this past week, it was leaked out there that John Tavares is focused on contract negotiations with the Islanders. Yes. And that feels oh so good, Mitch. Yeah. 
like it's, it's just this past month like everything did a complete 180 it was islanders fans were like oh woe is me my team isn't run well so now everything is just breaking right for this team yeah do you feel like millhouse when he's got the flood pants on and his room floods and he's like woohoo everything's coming up millhouse because he's i doesn't have his wet pants no. Yes, I'm not a big Simpsons guy, but I I will oh say my yes. God, what like? I feel like that was more '90s. I was oh. I was more of an early 2000s guy because I was a kid in the early 2000s. I was a toddler in the your, late '90s. Your millennialism is annoying me. I'm sorry, Mitch. <laughs> I don't know. I know. I'm. I'll take the blame. Millennials get blamed for a lot, so I'm used to it. Yeah, just don't talk to Michael Wilbon. He hates you. Yes, he does. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so what do we do with or without Tavares? Because everything's coming up Islanders, but do we think he stays or do we think he goes? I know we've already taken our confidence meters, but if he goes, what do we do? Well, um, that definitely is a big wrench in the plan because I think the point <laughs> of bringing in Lou Lamarillo was because John. the idea was John Tavares is staying. I don't know. I'm... Still not sold that Lamarill would take the job if he thought or had an understanding that Tavares was leaving. Uh, but I guess... Well, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, but if I, if he does leave, under the assumption that he does leave, then you are probably... Are you still going competitive or do you just go full-on rebuild at that point? Well, that's the thing. Do the Islanders really need to rebuild? Like, I think your priorities change a little bit, whereas you, where you do, like I say, you keep... Calvin Hahn at that $3.6 million deal or something around that, and you use those picks for a second-line center. Yeah. I I think that would have to be the move. I did come up with a plan if he if he did leave. I have to go back and find it yeah. so then I can reference it's just, it. It's just finding that second-line center. Like, Tyler Bozak is not a second-line center, or he's not a competitive second-line center. Like, he can, pit, he can fit in a position, but he's just not going to get you to the playoffs. Okay. Uh, it's, it's finding that guy. How about this? Yeah. We know that Carolina is ready to go into a fire sale. Oh, I know where you're going. What if you trade for Tivu Taravainen? I like that. I like that a lot. What did he put up last year? 62 points, I'm going to say? 64. Ah, so close. Um, Yeah, no, that's perfect. You put him on a second line, that's amazing. Yes, it's not the 85 points that Matthew Barzell put up on the second line, but you're surrounding him with Anthony Beauvillier and Jordan Eberle. Better players than he had in in Carolina. So, man, that's amazing. And That's perfect. If you can't re-sign uh, Tavares, I think you use that not necessarily all that money, but a big chunk of that money and try and get John Carlson then. Yeah, Absolutely. If it's not too late, right? Because if we find out on July 1st he's not coming, John Carlson is already going to go, we wouldn't have had time to talk to him. A good point. If we, yeah, if we don't have any inkling in those five days. Like, if Tavares has any idea he's going, he's got to say so right away because we need time to go shopping. And if you don't give us time to go shopping, then you're leaving us out to dry. And that, that just doesn't seem like a Tavares thing. It doesn't seem like something he would do. No, I feel like after he met with everyone and he came to his decision, which would probably be before July 1st anyway, he would say, hey, I'm going San Jose or Toronto or wherever. Wherever, yeah. So, And then the Islanders can then pivot and go, okay, and now let me get on the horn with John Carlson or let me get on the horn and try and land Tara Vinen. 
Yeah. Whatever they're going to give you, wherever you're going, we're going to give you more. Right? Like, done. You're going to Toronto, John Carlson, for uh, 8.5. We'll give you 9. Do you want me to... You want me to give you my potential lineup? And I keep in mind I wrote this in the middle of May, so this was all before like the Lou Lamarillo stuff. Sure. Okay. Let's do it. So this is what I thought at the time, and it's I could roll with it. I, obviously, you want Tavares, but um, okay. So top line being Lee Barzal Eberly. Yeah. Second line, Lad Taravine and Bailey. Yuck! Not like, as I just don't like. I don't like Lad anywhere near the top six, but I know you have to. You kind of have to. Uh, third line. Well, no, there's there's still Bo, right? Yeah, you could, but I'll, I'll keep going. Okay, and it'll start to make sense. I think third line: Bellos, Bovillier, Michael Grabner. Uh Michael Grabner's back again. <laughs> Fifteen shorthanded goals for us. Um, fourth line: Ross Johnston, Casey Zekas, Cal Clutterbuck. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, defensive pairings, Letty, Carlson, Dehan, Pulak, Taze, Boychuk. Yeah, okay. Uh, and Carter Hutton, Thomas Grice, tandem. Okay, fair enough. And I, I even think you'd, you'd have some money left over to bring in Grubauer at that point. Because you're still not giving Carlson more than, than the $9 million that P.K. Subban's making. No, uh, this the total with the projections that I had... Uh, is roughly 60, a little under $66 million. So you still have a lot to work with, actually, if oh, you wanted to. ton of cap space, a ton. Oh, my God. Let's just like start bringing in people and giving them random raises. Well, You off the street, you're a super fan. Here's some cap money. Hold on. This, see, this is why I'm big on potentially clearing space, like Ladd, an example. You ha- After this year, Lee and Eberly are due new deals. Beauvillier is going to need an extension. You're extending Pulak this year. Uh, Barzal in two years is going to need one. So you need yeah, that space two, long term. That's two years away. That's two years away. I, I'm fine with planning for the next year, but I, I don't like planning cap space for two years from now because you have no idea what's going to happen to the cap. You have no idea. Okay, but you know that at least next year you have to work on Beauvillier, Lee, and Eberly. That's three guys. Yeah, that's three guys, but... They're already making a chunk of change. Oh, maybe not. Yeah. Like, Everly's already making six. He's not going to make much more than that. No. Maybe he gets bumped um, up to 6.5 at the most. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, max seven. And that's a million. So you're adding a million dollars. That's nothing. But Lee's uh, probably seven million. Sure. And what's he making now? 2.8? 3.7. Five. 3.7. Yeah. So, like... That's not as huge of a raise. It's what a four point something million dollar raise, maybe three point something. Three point two five. So we're only adding at this point four point two five million dollars, and we've signed both well, Eberle and Lin Lee. Okay, and then what about uh, Beauvillier, who's making under nine hundred thousand? So that's the interesting part. Do you give him a bridge deal? Do you give him something a little bit longer? Because uh, if you give him longer, you might be able to get away with. You're going to have to pay him more, but not a whole lot more. You might get away with paying him five until he becomes a UFA. Five million dollars? Yeah. I don't know if, if I he's want putting to go up, that high. If he's putting up sixty points, I don't know. You might have to. What he put up this past year was like thirty four? Thirty four, but remember at the end of the season he was on pace for sixty points. Right. 
and, and what I mean by that is that he wasn't actually going to end end the 2017-18 year with 60 points, but at the rate that he was scoring when he came back from the AHL, he was if you just take that and, and that's a half a season and you aggregate that over a full season, that's a 60 point season. I was hoping to get him in the 3.5 range. Oosh. Maybe and maybe it's a two year deal. And and if you do, we're only talking about that isn't that less than eight million dollars for those three players? Uh, we're talking about one for Eberle, yeah. Max. We're talking about three point two for uh, what's his name, Lee. So that's four point two, and then you added three point five for Bo. So that's seven point six or seven point seven million dollars. Okay, and do you expect the cap to be up seven million dollars? Probably, you're bringing in Seattle for six hundred fifty million dollars. We go and gets paid. All right. So, what do you think the cap's going to be after not not this year? So, this year it's expected to be seventy eight to eighty two. So, what do you think it's going to be two years from now? Let Let's say it only goes up three million dollars. That's pretty good. That's that's so that means if it goes up three million this year, it's going up to seventy eight. Then that means next year is going to be eighty one, or sorry, two years from now it'll be eighty one million dollars. Could they? I guess they could fit all that under. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. I'm scared. That's if I'm they just do scared. It that way. <laughs> I'm nervous. <laughs> You're conditioned to be scared. I know. I am. I can't get it out of me yet. I'm. I'm optimistic about the Islanders. I really am, but I'm still a little nervous. It's hard to shake. It's hard to shake that. That kind of like they can actually do this. Like and we've we've all had a hard time this week. We're 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 well on board, but there's something in the back of our head saying like something's going to go wrong at some point. It hasn't yet, and it probably won't. But it's just getting that rid, getting that out of our heads is going to take a bit. Yeah, it's gonna get, uh, it's gonna be hard to get used to at first. Yes, absolutely. All right. Anything else? we were supposed to be talking about, John Tavares. We kind of went all over the place, but I think. Well, we talked about our plan and what we do without John Tavares, and I think we already talked about what our plan would be with John Tavares. Obviously, you build around him. You bring a top four D. You bring in a goalie, and that's really all you need. You try to get rid of Andrew Ladd, but like, good luck with that. Fair, very fair. Uh, anything else on plans for Tavares, or anything else on this crazy week? Uh, I plan to celebrate his eight-year extension. Is that what you meant? That's not what you meant. No, but I'm on board for it. I mean, I'm down. Yeah, <laughs> let's celebrate. Awesome. Uh, I don't know what I'll do, but it's going to be a celebration. Okay. Uh, let's get into the social segment and start wrapping this thing up. So what do you, do you have anything to the table in the social? No, I got nothing. I, I, social has all been just kind of like everyone gagaing over, over Barry trots. I didn't want to just go, keep going down that road. Okay. I have something. Okay. Did you see the Matthew Barzell Adidas photo shoot pictures? I saw something briefly about that. I was just scrolling through Twitter and I didn't care to stop. What did I miss? You did, you, what did you miss? Whoa. He, he's bringing the heat, Mitch. <laughs> okay. What kind, what kind of heat? The, the photographer was taking phenomenal pictures. He's rocking the Adidas stuff. He was also signed by CCM today. So a big day for him, both CCM and Adidas. And okay. the, he so looked beautiful in the pictures. sponsoring up like crazy. And he also looks beautiful in the pictures. I'm sure he does. He's a beautiful looking man. I, I'm sure he looks great. Is that it? Are we, I mean, are yeah. We, are we like 
<laughs> I mean, yeah, like, there, did you not see the pictures of Barzal today? Like, that that should be... I'm not... I'm shocked that isn't the lead story on Eyes and Isles right now, actually. The Barzal, Barzal's photo shoot. I mean... Get it on your dailies. Uh, yeah, no, like, I, I saw something about it, but I, I guess I, I need to get into the idea that lifestyle matters to people and they care about this stuff because I truly don't. He's a sponsor for Adidas. I love Adidas. I wear a lot of Adidas stuff. I didn't care. You clearly did. I mean, I you, eat up Are, are you going to now go and buy Adidas stuff? I might. I might oh. do it. See, now that's advertising. It's working. That, uh, ja- I, I, that green I, jacket he has... I, again, I haven't seen it. I'm going to go pull him up now and, so we can talk about them. Um, but I'm sure he looks great. Like, he always does. But uh, honestly, like, it's just it's just him wearing clothes. I don't get it. Maybe it's because my style is awful. Like, I'm wearing gym shorts and a sweater right now. Yeah, zipped up to your eyeballs. You look like a, <laughs> <laughs> it's like a turtleneck sweater. <laughs> It's cold in my basement. We've had the air conditioning on for a couple of days, and all the air is now down here. Um, I don't know what's going on with my internet. I can't see anything. Um, it's not loading for me on Twitter, which is really annoying to not have internet in your own house. Oh, there we go. It just came up. Oh, wow. Yeah, he looks pretty. Like, he's a good-looking guy. What is he doing there with his hands? He's got, like, this weird, like, I'm going to show you three. Surprised they don't just show a picture of his, like, super ripped legs. This is what you're going to look like if you work out like Matthew Barzell wearing Adidas. Ripped legs. <laughs> he definitely doesn't skip leg day. Oh, no. God, no. no. He's... Leg day every day for Matthew Barzell. Killing the game. Um, Mitch, I figured you'd want to give a World Cup update for your social segment. No, because it's only round one. Like, well, sorry, round two-ish because Russia played today. Um, nothing really crazy. Well, no, that's not true. Germany lost. That's a big deal. Um, but other than that, the it's only just, it's just it's one game. The only thing I've seen was the lady who blesses every player from Mexico <laughs> on the TV. That's the extent I've seen yeah. in the World Cup. Okay, have you seen the Ronaldo free kick on for his third goal? No. Oh, go watch it. Oh, it's a thing of beauty. Is a free so kick the out- penalty kick? No. A free kick is a dead ball, so they just stop the ball and you're allowed to put a wall of people in front of it. So let let me paint you a picture here within like a minute. I'll try to get this done in a minute. Foul happens outside of the 18-yard box. So there's the two boxes in soccer around the net, Mm -hmm. and the the big one is the 18-yard box. He's just outside of that. They line up like a a four or five-man wall. So these guys are like six feet tall, uh, if not more. And Cristiano Ronaldo, the ball is about, like, I forget what the exact measurement has to be, but let's say it's, like, six feet away. Probably a little bit more. Let's say ten feet away. He kicks it over the wall. It just clears it before it starts dipping down and then starts curving to the right. Or, sorry, curves in to the top corner of the net. Impossible to stop. To have that kind of not only whip to get it to curve, but to get it to drop at the same time, impossible. It's amazing. Like, he's the only person who could ever have done that. And it was amazing to watch, and you missed it. I don't know. I'm still pretty all hopped up on that uh, Wayne Rooney bicycle kick. That's probably about the only soccer highlight I've seen in the last decade. If we're being Dude, that was honest. like six years ago. 
That was in the World Cup, right? The bicycle kit? Yeah, I'm sure he did one in the World Cup, but that was it couldn't have been six years ago then. That was like eight. I don't know. God, that was a long, long time ago. Watch soccer. I don't know. You gotta, was he wearing a red shirt and a surrounded by a bunch of guys in blue shirts when he did that? I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I okay. I just remember a guy doing a bicycle thing and, and the announcer <laughs> being in a British accent like, oh, Wade Rudy. Ah. Okay, then. Yeah, fair enough. I can't get into this World Cup, man. What is wrong? Oh, I guess the states aren't there, so it doesn't matter to you. Even when the states are in it. Look, I'm not a fake person. I don't like soccer, so I'm not going to pretend that I like it every four years. Wow. Okay. I was glad you said that because then I, I felt that you were going to call me a fake person for liking soccer. No. If you genuinely like it, like then yeah, go all in for it. But if you are just going to be like, oh, I'm going to like watch soccer like once every four years and just root for America, like what's the point of that? Like I'm, I don't Fair care. Enough. Fair enough. You're not a fake person, Matt. No, I'm a real. You're a real person. I'm the definition of a realist. <laughs> I, okay. <laughs> a real person, I guess. Maybe not there realist. You go. Yeah, you, yeah, you're a real person. Not everything's a zero-sum game to you, Matt. No. There you go. So you're not a realist. I'm not a realist, no. Uh, okay, let's get some plugs out of the way, Mitch, before we wrap yeah. this thing up. So if you are listening on iTunes or the podcast app, Please make sure to subscribe and rate and review. It really helps with our searchability, so we appreciate that a lot. Uh, you could also find us on Spreaker. No? Yes. Spreaker and some other platforms as well if you have Android. But if you're already listening on Android, you probably got that already figured out. Uh, make sure to follow us on Twitter at eyes on aisles fs my personal twitter account is at matt o'leary and why mitch's is at t-l-o mitch give us a like on our facebook page as well facebook.com slash eyes on aisles and as always please visit the website eyes on aisles.com i also forgot i we never mentioned this but we should also mention this too wherever you get your app Download the Eyes on Isles app. We have an app. Oh, yeah, we have an app. Yeah, why That's don't we true. ever talk about that on the podcast? Because we forget and we're terrible people. We are. We're bad at marketing ourselves, so download the app, too. <laughs> yeah. You could get, get the app. You get push notifications anytime an article goes. You could be the first to reading it. Uh, so, yeah, I think that's going to be about it. So, crazy right. week, Mitch. Thank you for meeting with me a day early to talk. We usually do it Wednesdays, but I'm working tomorrow night, so... Thank you for that. Oh, Mitch. you're you're welcome. It gives me something to do tonight, and then something to do tomorrow night. Uh, freeze up my evening. There you go. So for Mitch, I'm Matt O'Leary, and you've been listening to the Eyes on Isles podcast, episode number forty-four. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. 
Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.